Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster, here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsaw. Mr. Birdsaw, we don't really have too much time for pleasantries because there's a lot of stuff that has happened and that is happening. Ladies and gentlemen of the podcast audience, first of all, how are you, Adam? It's a pleasure to see you as usual. We have a major crisis on our hands that I think needs to be addressed forthwith. So for years, Adam and I have been recording podcasts together, you know, zooming it up. I've had the wonderful pleasure of seeing Adam's face two, sometimes three, sometimes four times a week. And he would always have his face cam, you know, properly. You know, I I got used to the face cam. I got used to the setup. He would have, you know, I'd be looking at my screen. Adam would be on the other side. He'd have his bed on his on his right hand side my left-hand side from my viewing perspective. Which is the way that it actually is. Correct. In the orientation of my room. So, you know, here we are recording this podcast for you wonderful people where we tell you who we are not going to be drafting at any and all costs uh, for fantasy this season. And so I get on the call with with, with Mr. Caster, my my, my good friend, my, my close associate. He fucking changed his webcam on me. So now I have to get used to not only big ass head Adam, but I have to get used to the whole setup now being completely different. I am off my game. I am rattled right now. We, I, I need a moment. I need a moment, please. I am not accepting any further comments at this time. Thank you. In my defense, I did switch it back to being not mirrored because for some reason by default, it's mirrored, which doesn't yes. make a lot of sense, but yeah, now, it, now it's the way that it was. I'm still Googling, trying to figure out how to get this thing to not be so zoomed in because it is kind of, it's bad. I'm not a fan. Your head is rather large. Yeah, I mean, not even in a metaphorical sense as it oh, usually no. is. Oh, no, no. We, it's just ladies very and zoomed in. Ladies and gentlemen, I, this is like a sight to behold. When we do the live draft show in, I think now we're closing in on like a month almost a month from when we do the live draft show and we are live on YouTube for it, you know, start, you know, start pitching that, making sure people understand you'll be able to see us for the first time. And then you'll be able to see Adam with his massive large head. Adam, you're going to become a meme. You're going to become a meme. You're going to be famous. Well, you can't just, whatever. I mean, you you are already a graduate of Hofstra University who has multiple degrees, is an award-winning journalist, subscribes to the Associated Press and is part of the 1% as per the daily emails that you get from said Associated Press. I still need to cancel those. I don't think you do. I think you just thoroughly enjoy being in the 1%, hence hence why you get those daily emails. Eh. Anyway, um, regardless of that, I'll say this. We do have a lot of news to uh, to talk about. And the big news, of course, is Aaron Rodgers. A.A. Ron is back. I tell you, that press conference is one of the most wholesome things I think I've ever watched in my life. And, uh, I mean, depending on who is watching, it's also the most passive-aggressive press conference I think anyone's you, ever seen. You could say that as well. You could absolutely say that as well where he was just talking about like how all the Packers quarterbacks have left 
the one quote that was going around talking about like the Packers quarterbacks that have left because, you know, the team has either moved on or they've been lowballed or they retired. I was like, wow. Well, I mean, he knows that the organization just is a factory for franchise quarterbacks. Like the Rangers are a factory for franchise goaltenders. True. And I mean, listen, we know now we know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be here. He's going to be in the NFL. He's going to be playing in the 2021 season. And after that, that is a later problem. That is a not, not a now problem. It's a later problem. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy. I didn't listen to some people who listen to this podcast who told me that Rogers was not going to play and I needed to start moving him down in my ranks. Yeah. Not mentioning any names, but that happened. Well, listen in their defense, I mean, it didn't seem like Aaron Rodgers were going to play. It seemed like he was just going to retire. I wasn't making a gut check decision to update or not update my ranks until preseason. When it comes to Rodgers, when it it came to Adams, when it came to Jones, I wasn't going to make that decision. Now, other guys around them, yeah, absolutely. I'm checking my ranks every day. I'm, I'm making adjustments every day. But with the Packers guys, I was keeping them pretty close to where I originally ranked them because I didn't really know what it was going to look like. But now that Rodgers, we know, is in tow, it looks like Devontae Adams will be in tow as well. Aaron Jones, Randall Cobb now in the fold with with Green Bay, which we did have a question about. Yeah, it's kind of like business as usual. Robert Tunyon, you know, we talked about him. Or maybe we haven't talked about Robert Tunyon enough just because of the uncertainty with Rodgers. Tunyon has that double-digit upside now, double-digit touchdown upside now with Rodgers there. What, are they going to bring Donald Driver out of retirement? Hey, if he wants to. Maybe he'll he'll bring Greg Jennings out of retirement. For for those who know what that impersonation was, you are a real one. You are a friend of mine. Hey, listen, they named an achievement after it in uh, in Madden 12 so that's true they did put the team on my back that's true and he did did he ever and then some yeah um don't talk about the safety that burned him on the play though that or that he burned on the play though darren shop one of the hottest hitting safeties in the league what a phenomenal video anyway Absolutely fantastic. Was that, was that was that a Vine or was that just a video? No, it was a YouTube video. Yeah, it was. Okay. All right. Vine didn't even exist back then. Vine came and went. Rip Vine. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. Vine. Vine was not a thing. It was just a YouTube video. I mean, that was Vine before Vine. And his name is John Cena. I was I was on TikTok before. And apparently, the you know the whole John Cena memes? Yes. Have apparently, since now he's back in WWE, they're making a comeback. Phenomenal. And boy, boy, oh boy, have I missed them. Uh, we also have some breaking news. Adam, your favorite team has signed Corey Perry on a two-year contract. The cheating Tampa Bay Lightning? The cheating Tampa Bay Lightning. I hate that team who have cheated again by acquiring the, the contract of Brent Seabrook for LTIR. Yes. Adam, your thoughts on the situation, please. 
The only thing that Tom Brady brought brought to Tampa Bay is cheating. I don't know why you had to bring Tom Brady into it. I think that the Lightning and the Bucks are are two entirely different entities. Okay, well, Tampa, but the Lightning are cheating. I'll say that. And the Rays have always been scummy. So next, yeah, the the Rays are a pure organization. Fuck the Rays. Next, but uh, yeah, no, they're the Lightning are cheating, and they will continue to cheat. They are they are absolute cheaters. Ter- terrible, as long, terrible. As long as the NHL allows it, they're they will continue to cheat. I could not agree more. Uh, we had a question about Randall Cobb and what his outlook is for fantasy. And is he worth a pickup? I've Randall Cobb at my wide receiver 57. So if that helps anybody. Honestly, wait for the inevitable Devontae Adams injury. Hmm. I mean, it really just depends on what they're going to do. I mean, if, if, if you can guarantee me that Randall Cobb will give you 10, 11 games, but it's going to be on the field all the time as Aaron Rodgers slot receiver, or I guess other slot receiver when it's not Devontae Adams. I can see the appeal. I can kind of see it. But for me, there just there just are way too many injury risks that are associated with someone like Randall Cobb, who has been hurt, who really his best days are very, very much behind him. So I'm just kind of at a point where I am not going to be going and going down that avenue uh, of selecting Randall Cobb. I know he's exciting because he's a name and everyone remembers Randall Cobb, his first run in Green Bay and how just great he was with Aaron Rodgers. Those days are long gone, people. Those days are, are long gone. Aaron Rodgers wanted his guy. I understand that. But at the end of the day, I I still think that Randall Cobb, he's just he is just not worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Because, I mean, Randall Cobb, he was a rookie. I remember, like, his first game, his very, very first game, because that was the famous Thursday night game against the Saints where he uh, had a kick return touchdown. Yep. And so, I mean, that shows that he's been in the league for a pretty long time. You know, it seemed like he was, he was invisible in Houston. And I mean, that was with Deshaun Watson. I, I just don't know about this sort of thing. I'm not confident in Randall Cobb. I'll say that. that that's, I mean, my, that's my thought on it. I'm not confident in him. No, I mean, I like Randall Cobb. I like him as a player. I think he's definitely going to help Aaron Rodgers, but in terms of my overall confidence levels in him, in terms of do I really want to draft him? The answer is no. I would I would not be drafting him in 10-team leagues. 12-teamers, I could see you taking a late-round flyer on him and just kind of seeing what that provides. But outside of that, you know, 10-team leagues is where I kind of say, yeah, no, you're not going to be drafting Randall Cobb because with the language of the contract – Rodgers is only going to be there for one more year. So what's Randall Cobb going to do after one more year? And who says that he has a great year to begin with? So, you know, that, that, that's just my thinking uh, about it. So yeah, I don't, I'm not going to have Randall Cobb inside, inside my top 50, but we'll see. Yeah. This news and notes segment is actually going to be pretty quarterback centric because uh, next up is 
uh, your quarterback, Dakota Rand Prescott. He has a minor shoulder in- injury, according to Mike McCarthy. He said uh, he will do all the run game stuff, all the footwork stuff, but we've got to shut him down from throwing for a couple days. So, you know, it's a muscle strain in Dak's right shoulder. It wasn't any – like, we. I haven't really heard much about – his his um, ankle. What? Well, yeah, his ankle. So I mean, that's good. Everything I've heard out of Dallas has said Dak's ankle looks good. I mean, it's a lat strain. What he has, it's like a two week injury. So they'll shut him down for for a week. He'll resume light throwing, and then you know, in two weeks or so, he'll he'll be ready to throw again. I mean, the only thing that I think this may jeopardize him for is the Hall of Fame game. But then again, was he really going to play? It's preseason. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I, I, I personally don't think that's it's it's a big deal. In my opinion, the Hall, the Hall of Fame game should replace the Pro Bowl. The Hall of Fame game should be like an all-star game where they play it in Canton. That'd I agree. Pretty, I think it's a good shout. That'd be pretty cool. Because like the Hall of Fame game is like it's it's a preseason game where you're seeing like fourth string guys and stuff like that and like. Yeah, it's just the first week of preseason. It's so rusty. I'd rather have like a high scoring, have it be like a high a high scoring all star game. Literally, the the Hall of Fame game is awful television, but it is the most watched preseason game of the ball because it's football. Yes, is the because it is the first game, the first football game, organized football game on TV since the Super Bowl. It's the end of our hiatus from football. It's like that's the start of us now being able to go on this long journey together of I believe it's 21, 22 straight weeks where we will have at least one football game in each week. Yes. Well, listen, here what you could do is you could just switch the spots. You can have the the first preseason game have like a, an annual like preseason kickoff showcase in Orlando at wherever you at the or at the Orange Bowl or whatever the fuck, and then you can have the Pro Bowl at the at, in Canton next to the Hall of Fame. Perfect, perfect. Uh, pitch that to uh, Goodell. I will. Um, about Dak, I mean the one. This is the one body part that I'm not worrying about with Dak. I'll say that. I yeah yeah it, it's. I, honestly, it's not like it's one of those that I would just been like, okay, Dak has a shoulder injury, rest for two weeks, and then kind of see where he's at. It's July. I mean, it is July. It's well, it's gonna it's gonna be August on Sunday. But I was I was literally about to say I was gonna say it's July, but it's July. It's basically August. It's almost August. Yes, when the when the calendar strikes August one. The anxiety goes up to a whole just other level because we're almost there. But yeah, uh, not event. Uh, definitely, I would say monitor it, but don't sweat over it. Yeah. Here's the uh, here's the great news for me and Jake. Zach Wilson has signed his rookie contract. The most, the dumbest contract negotiation saga of all time because rookie contracts are slotted because of Jamarcus Russell and the shit that he pulled his rookie year. I was going to say, you have him to thank for that. Yeah. 
but basically the Jets were like Zach Wilson, the same thing that Sam Darnold did, literally. The Sam Darnold's camp wanted Sam Darnold's camp wanted, I guess they didn't want offset language in it. And that's basically like an out for if the uh, Jets would want to uh, cut Zach Wilson for no reason or Sam Darnold at the time for some reason. And so Zach Wilson kind of wanted the same thing. Um, the Jets didn't want to uh, give into those demands. And it's also about like a deferral of a, of signing bonuses. And basically the only teams in the NFL that don't do offset languages are the only teams in the NFL that don't do offset language in their contracts are the Rams and the Jaguars. So the Jets basically, you know, you know, we know now that Joe Douglas is not the kind of guy to, you know, be manipulated or back down from something once he has a, uh, a set price point or a set contract, like a set term to something because we saw that in, in free agency and the Jets didn't want to set a precedent because, you know, we have this uh, safety that we need to sign to an extension. So I've heard. So I've heard. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good good for Zach Wilson. He's a millionaire now. Congratulations. Yes. Multi-millionaire. He's uh, taking the red-eye flight from California, so he should be uh, at practice as soon as possible. So that's good. Yep. It's getting to work out with the best receiver in the NFL, Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. Great guy. Long. And Elijah Moore. And uh, he can tell James Morgan to sit the fuck down. Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios. Uh, Chris Herndon, Ryan Griffin, Michael Carter. Michael Carter. Michael Michael Carter. Carter. Yes. Great guy. Not a receiver, but great guy. Good for him. Good for him. (laughs) Multi-millionaire. Yeah. If only we could be so lucky. Yeah. Agreed. But uh, yeah. Hey, if if Zach Wilson wants to listen to the podcast, we could become an official Zach Wilson podcast if he wants to pay us a million bucks based. I would That'd sing nice. his praises for a million dollars. That'd be the day. You would sing his praises for a dollar. I mean, listen, it wouldn't be that lo- like I already do it for free, basically. True. So, I if you if you're willing to pay me, you know, you can you can reach out. But ladies and gentlemen, Adam has a price. Everybody has a price. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Mine's a million bucks. <laughs> maybe, maybe to say like a couple nice things. You could pay, I would take a million bucks to say nice things about Tom Brady for a week. Yeah, I would probably, Eli Manning, I would do it reasonably. I would do it for 20 grand. I mean, well, yeah. Like, Using your previous example, I would do it for a million dollars. I'd probably do it for like, tw- I'd probably do it for 20 grand also. Yeah, I think I, I would probably do it for 10 grand. Someone now, said to me, someone said to me for a week straight, you have to just say nice things about Eli Manning. Yeah, for 10 grand. Hell yeah, I would do that. I'd probably say the same five things over and over again because I can't think of too many nice things to say about Tom Brady. But fair point. <laughs> they didn't say that I had to be original. 
They just said they had to be nice. <laughs> Have I ever called Eli Manning a doofus? I think he just looks wonderful. His ears so perfectly curved and, and, and symmetrical. Tom Brady's never cheated. <laughs> Eli Manning, two of the best throws of all time to win the Super Bowl. Best you quarterback know, the, in the hall. Don't you know that footballs uh, always like they always have varying air pressure inside them? Of course, <laughs> of and course. You know that, and you know that every team was cheating and uh, stealing each other's signals, so that makes it okay. Do you know that the Manning family is actually the founding family of football? <laughs> the founding family of football, the Mannings. Yeah. Nah, just kidding. Fuck them. Same. Do we have any more uh, news and notes? Or well, we can we, talk we, about Travis Kelsey leaving with back and hip tightness, leaving practice. Same thing as Dak. Monitor it as monitor it as much as much or as little as you want. Oh wow, Mike Talkman just got DFA'd by the Giants. The Yankees win another trade. Brian Cashman, you genius. My GM. I know. I know. Jake may not want to hear that. No, probably not. Hey, all I know is I can't wait to see Joey Gallo turn into a sub two hundred hitter with the Yankees. I can't wait. Well, I'll say this: a lot of teams would probably kill for a GM that has won multiple championships. You make a fair point. You make a fair point, but what, what, what have you done for me lately? One of his one of his championships came after signing the three best free agents in the class because George wanted to see one more t- one more team win a championship. Cry me a river. The Mariners have never even been to a World Series. Okay, fuck the Mariners. Fuck them. I'm just saying, other teams, you know. The grass isn't always greener. Hey, I actually, I really shouldn't say that. I have to thank the Seattle Mariners for starting the career of the greatest shortstop to ever play the game, Alex Rodriguez. The greatest short, re- really? Greatest shortstop of all time. Yeah, greatest player of all time. Mm. Greatest player of all time. Absolutely. Greatest shortstop, the greatest player, the most handsome player of all time. I mean, maybe before he... Took steroids. There's nothing or, wrong with steroids. Nothing or because with steroids. he took steroids. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with steroids. You, you you must take steroids. Is somebody paying you to say nice things about Alex Rodriguez? Adam, you must take steroids. You don't get. You don't. You don't know the quotation. Bird, please blink twice if you're being held at gunpoint. <laughs> you must take steroids for the Sopranos. Yeah. Great program. Your fa- program. your favorite program. I do love the Sopranos. You must take steroids. <laughs> you must take steroids. Uh, you know, my friend and I actually, we just watched the clip when Paulie was at the, uh, was it like the, the psychic, not the psychic, but like when shrink, it, no, not the shrink. It was like, like a guy that talks to ghosts, a medium medium. Yes. Medium. There you go. And he's That's like, fantastic clip. It's such a good clip. I love that clip so much. You know, it was um, the actor who plays uh, 
Paulie Walnuts. It was his birthday yesterday, 79. Oh, wow. 79 years old. That's amazing. King. One of my one of my favorite characters and Jared's favorite character in the entire show. Paulie Walnuts. It's a good shout. It's a great character. Yep. Great character, I gotta say. All right, you wanna ru- you wanna ruin people's days? And you wanna yes. stir some controversy? You wanna yes. you wanna stir the pot? Yes. Don't we always? Put on our chef's hats. Time to stir. Let's do it. Get that wooden spoon. God, the the wooden spoon tree, man, that gives me PTSD. Listen, you haven't grown up in an Italian house. So you've been hit by a wooden spoon. Oh, my God. That shit hurts. I can only imagine. That I mean, shit it's made, hurts. I mean, it's made oh out of wood. God. Yeah, but the thing the, the thing is, they the way that they portray it is like you get hit with the wooden spoon in the ass. You don't get hit in the ass. You get hit below the ass. You get you get hit like in the back of your leg. Well, like, kind I of mean, like your, your hamstring area. Yeah. That's where it hurts. But that's, that's just like on bone. Whereas, you know, your ass, unless you have like the flattest ass of all time, you know, there, there's, there, there's some cushion there. But when it comes to your, like your hamstring, oh, that hurts like hell. God, I'm so sorry I brought this up. Oh, you, you brought up a staple of my childhood. I, I, was hit, I was hit with the spoon multiple times. Well, thank goodness my parents didn't believe in corporal punishment. It's grew up in an Italian household, Adam. You grow, you grow some balls growing up in an Italian household. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, I'm just going to leave that there. Let's uh, talk about quarterback. Oh, my God. You... No, well, I just don't want to talk, talk more about uh... – listen, I'm not implying anything. I plead the fifth. You will not be receiving any further comment from me on this matter. There you go. So basically the, uh, the gist of what we're doing here as far as uh, – Players that we'd avoid, pretty self-explanatory. Players that we would avoid drafting under any and all circumstances. And players that, frankly, we'd be comfortable being wrong about. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was that was probably the, the biggest avenue that I took with this, with this list. Is players that I am not going to draft where if they do pan out, I'm not going to lose sleep over them if I'm wrong about them. Because at least you have your principles. Correct. Because I have my principles. Exactly. So like, the, yeah, this is a list where like, you're not even considering you wouldn't even consider like, if they're like, if you're getting these guys that like a really b- good value, like you wouldn't even consider it. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Correct. We have two players per position as we've done with a lot of these list podcasts. So uh, let's do it. My first player is, you probably have him lower, but on Fantasy Pros, he's in the top 20. Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. Almost put him on my list. He, I just can't. He's just so boring. Not even like boring, but he, like, he has no ceiling. He has a, he has a floor, but the floor is like subterranean with him. It's just it's inc- it's a very very low floor and a low ceiling because he's just very he's just a conservative guy, you know. Like as far as passing is concerned, some, so, would, some would even say mediocre. Yes. Well, the thing is, he he won't give you the gaudy rushing stats that you see 
from somebody like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson or Josh Allen or the, the uh, younger quarterbacks out there. I mean, listen, he had, there was a stretch when he was playing for the football team, his last three years with the football team, he had five rushing touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns and four and four rushing touchdowns. And then with the Vikings, he's had one rushing touchdown in each of the past three seasons. And I mean, listen, this, you just, I don't know. And also you're in a situation where he now has Kellen Mond breathing down his neck and the pressure is on for Kirk Cousins. And if he fucks up, then you might not, then you might've just wasted a pick on a quarterback who might not even be starting by the end of the year. I want to build on that. Cause that was the point that I was going to go down is I don't even think it's going to take Kirk Cousins to fuck up. I think it's going to take if The Vikings are terrible, which I almost half expect them to be borderline. They could just decide that Kellen Mond is going to be the guy that they're going to roll with Kellen Mond. And then there goes, there goes Kirk Cousins. I'll also say that, and it kind of relates to someone else on my list that I just have over, I just have general concerns about the offense just because, you know, you, you know, Dalvin cook is the guy. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, you have Adam Thielen as well. They'll get theirs for sure. I mean, we saw it last year with Jefferson and Thielen. You know, Jefferson was a yardage monster. Thielen was a touchdown machine. But yeah, he's just someone that he's never he's never truly consistently produced for fantasy. And 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 that's like that's the one thing that I kind of have always held against Kirk Cousins is while he could be a very good IRL quarterback for fantasy, he just hasn't really fit the bill. Yeah, which is why you can say I like Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, which is why I can say I like Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, but I don't like Kirk Cousins. I mean, I don't like any of them, personally. The guy I like the most out of them is probably Thielen because he's the, he's he plays a premium position. He's got a proven track record. He has 14 touchdowns last year. Could probably be a solid bet for 9, 10 touchdowns again. And he's not going to cost you all that much like Justin Jefferson will. Justin Jefferson right now is being drafted in the middle of the second round. That's repulsive. It's yeah, it's a little little high. He's being drafted in the same neighborhood as Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, and AJ Brown. What the fuck are we doing? I don't know. Frankly. Adam, was that clear enough for you? Yeah, it was pretty clear. Okay, good. Just making yeah. sure. Okay. Um my first guy, I'm going to build on, on yours with, with Kirk Cousins. Not necessarily the same situation, but it's more of the, the offense itself I don't necessarily love except for the two running backs that are there, and that's Baker Mayfield. I will not be touching him with a 10-foot pole. This is a run-first offense. We've seen it with Kevin Stefanski. He wants to run the ball. They are more effective when Baker Mayfield is not dropping back 35, 40 times. When they can hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt 30, 35 times, that is when Cleveland is actually the most effective because they have that strong run game, that strong run blocking with the offensive line. And they're, you're not putting so much on the shoulders of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, they have Jarvis Landry. They have Odell Beckham. They have Austin Hooper. They have Kareem Hunt that can go out and catch passes. All great and, and, and dandy at all. But I just don't trust Baker Mayfield enough. And I'm even going to incorporate this into two, into two quarterback leagues. Two quarterback leagues, I won't be touching Baker Mayfield at all. 
just because I don't love the fact that he is in a run first scheme where they have an emphasis on running the football. Now, it's the reason why I absolutely adore Nick Chubb. It's the reason why I absolutely adore Kareem Hunt. But I don't love Baker Mayfield. I like Odell enough. I don't like Landry. I, I don't really like Cooper, but he's not really going to be in a place where you're going to take him anyway. So that's just besides the point. So, yeah, Baker Mayfield. I am not going to be drafting Baker Mayfield, even if it means I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I can agree with you there. It's very similar to uh, to Kirk Cousins, where he's going to run first offense. And it's even more drastic with Baker. Ironically, or I wonder if it's a coincidence that uh, Kevin Stefanski came from Minnesota to to Cleveland and basically we're seeing the same same kind of offense. Well, but you know what they say, Adam. There's no such thing as a coincidence. There, there really isn't. Um, but I, I agree with you. I'm not really crazy about Baker Mayfield. I mean, maybe as like a stream, I get with like good matchups, I could probably consider picking him up. Maybe, maybe, but there are good quarterbacks you can get late in your drafts Yeah, where that might not be an issue where you might I'd have rather have Derek Carr with Baker Mayfield. Really? Well, yeah, I, I can oh, see and, and I know he's a guy that you like a lot. I do like Derek Carr. I can see that though. Because yeah, Derek Carr I'd puts up a lot of numbers. Derek Carr gives you numbers. That's a, yeah. I'd rather have Wentz, who is someone that everybody is down on. Everyone's down on Carson Wentz. I don't and I don't understand it. Me neither. I mean, maybe because of the whole injury thing, but I mean, really? Really? I mean, Carson Wentz, we, we talk about Carson Wentz all the time about how he's a ba- like a prime bounce back candidate going into we this do. season. We do. We, t- we talk about Carson Wentz a whole lot on this podcast. Yes, we are. A car- we're a Carson Wentz podcast. We, we stand Carson Wentz. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy coming from me. Yes, a little bit. Um, all right. You want to give your your second one or you want me to uh, you want me to ruffle some feathers? No, I can give my second one. Go ahead. Go ahead. So everyone can prepare themselves for what I'm about to say. Um, one player that, um, that I could, that I'm prepared to be wrong about just because I'd rather see somebody else make a potential mistake and not myself. And that's Joe Burrow. I was going to put him. That's another one I was going to put as well, but I didn't do it. I said, we talked about Joe Burrow already. So I, I just kind of said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to, I can't think of too many other guys. Very close to putting him. I can't think of too many other guys because at the right, listen, the amount of times that I have, you know, slandered Lamar Jackson, I'd still take him if the value is there. You've slandered Lamar Jackson a plenty of times. Get well soon, by the way. I agree. I agree. Get well soon. But, um, yeah, I would still take – if the value is there, I would still take Lamar Jackson. And I'm, I'm, I've said that before. You know, it's not this is he's not on my no draft list per se. Joe Burrow, I just shocked. Shocked, really. Yeah. Joe Burrow is a different situation because he's coming off a uh, a catastrophic knee injury that uh, took him out of last season. Um he's been cleared for football. He's been cleared for football activities, but I just don't know how the knee is gonna hold up 
um, especially now that we have a uh, a you know a 17 game season and the Bengals didn't really do much to improve their offensive line, hardly anything in the off season, and I just think that um, Joe Burrow might as well be you know going into a team of actual Bengals at this point. That's not a bad argument. I mean, do you – so let me ask you this then. If you're not going to draft Burrow, are you drafting Boyd, Chase, Higgins, Mixon? Um, Maybe Mixon. Okay. Just, be, just because if Joe Burrow gets injured, then, you know, the Bengals would rely more on the running game. None of the receivers, though. Not really a ton of the receivers. I'm not crazy about the receivers. Okay. All right. I, I don't I don't have any disagreements. I, I, you, I would say if anything, Mixon would be the one that I would go for, too. I mean, I like I like Boyd. I like Boyd, but I'm not I'm not a Chase guy. I'm not I'm not a Higgins guy. Well, so you're not gonna like I'm not gonna say too many too many bad things about the receivers at this point. I they're just, good, but you're, you're just worried yeah. more about the long term health of the quarterback. I'm worried more about the guy that's throwing them passes because when Joe Burrow went down, those receivers were basically worthless. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Boyd was okay. Boyd was okay. Higgins was okay. And now there are more of them. Yeah. And I have Chase who was brought in for Joe Burrow, who they passed up to take an offensive lineman for. They passed up a generational offensive tackle. So they say, yeah. Yeah. So they say, to draft a surplus position. Mm-hmm. Luxury position. A luxury position. All right, you ready? You ready for me to ruffle some feathers? All right, who you got? Kyler Murray. Uh, okay. I like him. Okay. I know where you're going with this. I like him. But he just gets hurt too often. I just get so worried. When I see him taking off and scrambling and doing his thing, I just, I just envision where is this massive hit that lays him out coming from. And for me, I, I, I made the comparison to Lamar Jackson when I said Lamar, he's a mammoth of a human being running down the field. He's a beast. He's big guy. He's shifty as hell. And he could take a hit if need be. Yeah, he's skinny, but he's tall. He's a tall guy. He's 6'2", but he only weighs 212 pounds. Yeah, 6'2". He's big. He's a big yeah. dude. Taller than Kyler us. Murray, on the other hand, Kyler Murray is tiny. Kyler Murray is my height. I am tiny. You're 5'10"? Yes. Okay. I am tiny as hell. They're actually the same. They're almost the same weight, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, Kyler, but Kyler, is, 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 he's a stocky guy. Yeah, he's two two oh seven. Yeah, he's a little he's a little stocky. Honestly, but, this is, I'm worried about Zach Wilson for that exam for that same reason. By the way, fair, fair, but he's also I've, a small guy. No weight though. I mean, we, what, no, he's also a small guy. We saw what what Kyler was in the beginning of last year. Kyler was terrific. He was an MVP candidate. He lit the league up, and then. He got hurt, and the last month plus of the season, he wasn't the same guy. 
he was the same guy. You know, the, the rushing upside went away. He wasn't making all the throws. He was restricted to being a pocket passer. And he's too, he's too tiny to be a, a strict pocket passer. He is. So I, I, I don't want to have a guy that I'm taking in round five get hurt, play, but not be the guy that I drafted him to be. Give me, give me Dak. Give me Lamar. Um, hell, even give me Aaron Rodgers or, or Tom Brady. Justin Herbert is a great one. Justin Herbert, we know, can sling the rock around. Give me Herbert where he's going over Kyler Murray where he's, where he's going. Well, yes. I can definitely see that. I think, you know, if this was just a, oh, I'm just down on these guys where they're going, that's one thing. But saying that you would completely avoid Kyler Murray is something completely different. Is saying something completely different. This is not a list where I can say I'm avoiding someone just because of where they're going. That's not this. I'm avoiding all the guys that I'm that I'm list I have listed because of other outside factors that I don't like with them. I should have prefaced that probably at the beginning. So I'm not going to just say, "Oh yeah, I'm not taking Patrick Mahomes because I don't like where he's going." That's boring. That's boring. Because if somehow Patrick Mahomes falls to the fifth round, then you're taking him. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Because that, yeah. This is like, if Kyler Murray is there at the 16th round, I'm not taking him. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I wouldn't do it. And I wouldn't do it. Now, could it be PTSD from my Kyler Murray experience last year? Possibly. Could be. Half of fantasy football is getting burned by previous decisions and then deciding to not touch the fire again. I have, uh, let's see, I have one guy from each position coming up that fits that criteria exactly. That's why I'm always shaky around Matt Ryan because I've drafted him twice now and he's been terrible for me. And the two times that I've drafted Matt Ryan, he's been absolutely excellent for me. Well, you know, you drafted... You had even year Matt Ryan. True. True. And Fuck. then you had odd year Matt Ryan. Odd year. But 2020 was an even year. Oh, I didn't have Matt Ryan last year. I did. Well, because you, you drafted his ass. I, I'm aware. But... So, Adam, do me a favor. Don't draft Matt Ryan this year. Let me have him and let Matt Ryan be good and make me right. So what happens if we draft Matt Ryan on our team? Ooh, is, he, is he just mediocre? fate. Is he just mediocre? <laughs> That's a test of fate. He might be average. Yeah, he's just average. Might be average. But wait, a positive or a negative make a negative, though. Ooh. Yikes. Mm. Yikes. Well, good thing there are a lot of quarterbacks out there that we can Amen. They're, they're not Matt Ryan. Amen to that. All right, let's move on to running backs here. Who do you oh, got? I can't wait to piss people off. If I had a dollar for every time. It's Pick me. That. Pick me. Are you going to say Saquon Barkley? Nope. Okay. Very close. Was very close. But it's not Saquon. Saquon's boring. Okay. I was going to say him too. Yeah. We talked about him enough. Yeah, we've, ta- we've talked about enough. Um, should I go for the more controversial one or the less controversial one? What do you think? Oh, Adam wants the hits. Adam wants the hits. Okay. Play the hits, bird. Say it again, Bart. So, so Adam, 
I gotta close my pen here. I gotta close my pen here because this this can get explosive. Adam, my friend, my colleague, my close companion, my work husband. Do you Hold remember? On. Yeah. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna you're just gonna say that and hope I didn't notice that you just said that. Just fluidly in sentence. Yes. No, never call me that ever again. Okay, work hobby, no problem. I hate you so much. So, do you remember last year we we degraded a man and we were called all kinds of things for saying that this player was not going to live up to the massive hype surrounding him in year one. Do you recall this certain player? Yes. Would you like to say his name for the audience, please? Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Ding, ding, ding. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I am not drafting him at any cost because this is the controversial part that I'm about to say. I don't think he's that good. Uh, Bird, how could you say that about a guy who just doesn't score touchdowns? I don't think he's that good. I think th- th- now this might be really controversial. I'm deep in the rabbit hole now. I think Daryl Williams is a better running back than him. Okay. Okay. Listen here. Okay. okay. Oh, that's egregious. That is well, the egregious part. Okay. All well, right. I, I was with you up until that point. I think Daryl Williams. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll rephrase. I think Daryl Williams is a better running back for what the Chiefs want their offense to be. Which is okay, to have a true. running back with size that can catch passes, that can run in between the tackles, that has some bulk where he can get those one, two-yard rushing, rushing touchdowns. I think Darrell Williams is a better fit for that. But the better overall running back is probably Clyde. Probably. Then why the fuck did the Chiefs draft him in the first round then? I don't fucking yeah. know. They could have drafted Jonathan Taylor. Could you imagine if Jonathan Taylor was on the Chiefs? Well, they definitely would have won the Super Bowl. He, 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 he oh my God, he'd be a top three running back right now. Yep. He would be a fucking top three running back right now if the Chiefs drafted Jonathan Taylor. Holy shit. I would be crazy. But besides the point, that's Jonathan Taylor, love of my life. Besides you, Adam, of course. Clyde, I just think, A, there are a lot of people that were that were that are very down on him that don't want him after being burned by him last year. Two, I just think he gets so much hype and is going to still be overdrafted because he is the running back for Patrick Mahomes. He is the number three option in this offense with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So that's going to push Clyde Edwards-Elair's price up. I am just not willing to get into a bidding war with someone that wants Clyde Edwards-Elair. I'm just not going to do it. I want want no part of that. Clyde, I'm out on. Did we say in the mailbag show when we talked about the team's with the most expensive players as far as draft capital is concerned, the team with the most expensive players is the Chiefs. Yep. We did. You have that four happened. guys. F- the four best players on the Chiefs could potentially be gone by round three. 
The four you said? Yeah. Yep. The four best players on the Chiefs yep. could be gone by round three. Mm-hmm. I I think that's a reasonable expectation. And definitely definitely by round four. Yes. They're not making it past Doubt round by three. round four. Even in ten team. Hell, if if you're playing two quarterback leagues, you could have those four guys gone by the end of the two five. Depending on how yeah. deep your league is. If you're in a 14 team two quarterback, because you'll have these running backs flying off the shelves, you'll have the quarterbacks flying off the shelves. Kelsey's gonna go, Tyreek is gonna go. That's that's just expensive. I mean, Clyde, yeah, no. Clyde, no, thank you. No, thank you. All right. Um, my player, it's more fan service towards you than anything else. Oh? It's Darrell Henderson. Oh, I had him on my list. I had him. I had him right here, Adam. Oh, Adam, I had him right here, Darrell Henderson. Oh. Oh, oh no. In doing in giving fan service to you, I ended up betraying you. You're an asshole, but you're right. <laughs> you're an asshole, yeah, but you're right. I've never heard that one before from you. Never heard that. Well, I'm chock full of surprises, Adam. I'm, I want a divorce. Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, don't leave me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Darrell Henderson. I mean. You know, Darrell Henderson, I just don't think that he's going to be the guy. I mean, he'll be the guy to touch the ball first, as we've said, as you've said a lot of the time. And that's basically it. That's all he's good for. You're learning, sweet cheeks. Very good. Oh, God. I hate you. (laughs) I'm loving this. But you're right. You you are 100% right. You can't convince me that Darrell Henderson's going to be the only guy in LA. Well, he, he isn't. No, I'm talking about they're going to bring in a veteran guy. No, yeah, I, but I think they're going to bring in somebody else. Well, yeah, but they also have, they have other players on the Rams. Yeah, but do we do we reasonably reasonably expect? that it's going to be, I forget the guy's name off the top of my head, uh, Xavier Jones. Do we think Do we think that Xavier Jones is really going to push Darrell Henderson for extended run? No. Highly doubtful. So what if they, what if they were to bring in a guy like, I'm not even going to say Gurley. We, we've just banged the drum on that one a million times. Mm. What if they were to bring in a guy, and I know he's still a free agent because I literally just talked about him the other day. What if they were to bring in a guy like Edo Smith? Well, that would be interesting. This is a guy who has experience playing committees, for one thing. Or how about a guy that may want to go chase another Super Bowl after winning one with the Kansas City Chiefs and then with the Tampa Bay Bucks? He can go try and win one more Super Bowl in LaShawn McCoy. That's true. That's a possibility. Or um, Mr. Failed Rap Career, Le'Veon Bell. Or Mr. Failed Rap Career, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, that's also true. That is that is also true. Yeah. Darrell Henderson, Adam, is a great shout. We are in 
full agreement on that one. Complete agreement. Um, oh, well. Now I got to pick another one, don't I? It's fine. No, I have one. I I had a backup. Um, Najee Harris for me. And Interesting. We haven't talked about Najee a lot. And no, we really haven't. For me, for me, what it comes down to is I just don't trust Pittsburgh enough to run the ball where I'm going to be comfortable with Najee. Do I think he's a three-down back? Yes, I do. I, I, I do think Najee is a three-down guy. But I just don't trust that the Steelers are going to give him the right amount of run to make him worth you taking him in the middle of the second round in your drafts right now. Not worth it. Not worth my time at all. Najee Harris is not a guy I'll be drafting. I get that. Very, very, very short and sweet. Yep. Um, my guy is actually the guy who's ranked right next to Darrell Henderson on Fantasy Pros. And that's Miles Sanders of the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, yeah. That, like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I just, I, me, I've talked about Miles Sanders a million times. So he was just one of those guys where I, I glossed over him. Just like, yeah, I, I know I hate you already. Okay, next. And so that, that will be that. Everyone, everyone knows this point with the deal with Miles Sanders. He's in a forehead monster, let alone a three or a two. Yep. It's a it's a disaster. It's a disaster. Don't draft Miles Sanders, please. I mean, you really like let's just I want to conduct a little experiment very quickly before we go to the, the receivers. So you have like this dead zone of running backs, right? It's David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Darrell Henderson, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson. Adam, rank those guys. I'll read them again. Okay. Carson, Montgomery, Sanders, Henderson, Jacobs, and then Miles Gaskin. I'll throw him in there too. Okay. So I probably have it. Carson, Montgomery, um, hmm. honestly, I like Gaskin. Carson, Montgomery, Gaskin, Sanders, Henderson. Was there another one? Jacobs. Oh, I put Jacobs. So it'd be Carson, Montgomery, Gaskin, Jacobs, Sanders, Henderson. Okay. All right, mine, mine would be Carson, Henderson, Montgomery, Gaskin, Jacobs, Sanders. So you don't like Daryl Henderson, but you'd put him high. You put him high on that little. I hate all of these guys. Yeah. Okay. The only guy on there that I would even look to draft is probably Carson. And, and maybe Gaskin, too. Maybe Gaskin, too. Gaskin, I, I, I see it. But the rest of them, Montgomery, no. Sanders, no. Henderson, no. Josh Jacobs, fucking God, no. So it's kind of like, you know, I, I, we're, we're literally just sifting through the piles of shit right now is what we're doing. Such as fantasy football running backs in 2021. We're trying to find the shit that stinks the least. Yeah. The the least repugnant feces of the litter. 
Not even diamonds in the rough. No. It's just the least rough diamond. What, whichever fecal matter does not smell the most. We've just come up with several synonyms Are you done? for how to say poo in so the last 60 seconds. It's pretty scatological. This is what you get when you listen to today's and talk podcast fantasy show. You have just had your education on synonyms of poop within the last 60 seconds. There you go. This is what you get here. Can we move Quality on? Can we move and on to receivers? What'd you say? Can we move on to receivers, please? If you would like to. Okay. Anything you like- for you, baby doll. Would you like to go first? Sure. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, Michael Thomas. Very easy. Yeah. Very easy. Very straightforward. Even if you're even if you're telling me Michael Thomas is gonna be out three or four weeks, there are reports saying that he is not gonna be one hundred percent inverted commas until November or December. So you are drafting a guy who you know is hurt already when you start the season, and then when he comes back, is not going to be a hundred percent inverted commas. As I need to emphasize that again, inverted commas until November or December. Hardly seems like solid drafting strategy or sound drafting strategy. Ladies and gentlemen, please take note of where Michael Thomas is being drafted. Feast your eyes. Do not draft him. He is not worth your time do not do it thank you very much there you go just need don't any go. louder than that i could scream it to the microphone if you want no you're no you're good okay just you're making good. sure okay man this is a tough one because there are a lot of good receivers and a lot of players that i wouldn't really avoid necessarily wow I, I, i'm surprised outside the obvious ones that are, you know, like Michael Thomas and stuff that like that. That we've talked about a thousand times. That we talked about a thousand times. I mean, I can mention Kenny Galladay. I can mention, I mean, Tyra Lockett. Do it. Mention Galladay. Do it. Embrace your hatred. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you, Kenny Galladay. Yay! <laughs> Andrew Jones sucks. Fuck I need- the Giants. <laughs> Yeah, no, I uh, look. Well, the only saving grace for Kenny Galladay is that by the time that next year rolls around, Kenny Galladay won't have Daniel Jones throwing to him. It could be Spencer Rattler, it could be Aaron Rodgers. Oh, believe me. Oh, believe me. If I need to to see Aaron Rodgers in my division twice a year, I will blank for the fucking Giants. I'll be done. Why don't you ask Benny how that feels? We'll have to. I will have to bring Benny onto this program. So that we, I can just ask him. So Benny, what's it like getting royally screwed by Aaron Rodgers twice a year? Please share. Just give me an idea. Give me a heads up. Yeah. yeah so Ken, Kenny Galladay is a great one. I you know it's it's health issues. It's quarterback play. Quarterback play, performance issues. Offense. I just 
the offense. Offense, I'm not crazy about uh, Kenny Galladay here. Oh, do I want to be controversial here? Do I want to be controversial here? Do I want to be controversial, Adam? Do it. Oh, I'm going to piss a lot of people off. I really don't. Has it ever stopped you before? Has it has it ever stopped you before? The answer to that question is no, by the way. On Diggs. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> I believe you whispered that. Can you please say that a bit louder? <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Just a little bit. I think, you, I think you misspoke for a second. I will not be drafting Stefan Diggs. I know. See when I said him. when I said embracing your hatred hatred, this is not what I meant. I know he's he, he's he's my boy's boy. This is not I but why though? I think part of it is I think that there is just this lofty expectation of what Diggs is after one year. Buffalo does not want to be a super high volume passing offense. They don't. But it worked do so not, well for them last year. It worked really well for them, sure. But they want to have more balance. They want one of Zach Moss or Devin Singletary to be the guy. Obviously, they want it to be more Zach Moss than they want it to be Devin Singletary. Zach Moss. Sorry. Zach Moss. But I don't – I just don't understand the people that think – and. You know, people, if they want to come at me for this, go ahead, because this is this is an outlandish take, I know. But I don't understand the people who reasonably are going to go back and say, okay, I'm going to dress Stephon Diggs in the first round with the expectation that he gets me 127 receptions like he did last year. Again. Well, because that's, think- that, that's what you need. Or you're going to need him to have double-digit double touchdowns. God, why does this remind me of the Kyler Murray thing that we just did like 15 minutes ago? Because I can under listen, I think that Josh Allen might end up regressing to the mean because he had a season last year that was literally out of his out of this world for, for him. Yeah. Completely played out of his skin. Yep. He's probably gonna regress. And with that, you probably think that Stefan Diggs would regret would regress along with them. It's hard for Josh Allen to be any better than he was last year. Even I will say that. But to not even consider drafting Stefan Diggs? I wouldn't do it. I just don't know. I wouldn't do it. Another, another part There's of nobody it too, that would benefit more from the downfall of the Buffalo Bills than me, a Jets fan. <laughs> I'll, I'll also put it this way, too. Is, and this might even be a more rational way of thinking for people, is... Look at the schedule that Stephon Diggs has. He's going up against Stephon Gilmore and then Xavier Howard slash Byron Jones. Well. Four times. Well. <laughs> Pending Xavier Howard is there. If it's not Xavier Howard, it's going to be Byron Jones. And yeah. Byron Jones is a, good co- is a good corner in his own right. Yes. So maybe that's a more easier to digest way of, of looking at it. But 
Stephon Diggs is, is a great receiver. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not just going to try and degrade him and say that he's not because he he's very good. But I just see a massive drop off coming from 127 receptions and I don't know 1500 yards last year. What uh, what Stephon Diggs have? I, I think I just see that coming down a little bit. And the price tag that you're paying for him, I know I said I wouldn't just you know use the price tag as a crutch, but you're gonna pay, you're picking him in the first round, like. First round, Adam. I know. Well, here's the thing. It's a lot of round. That's a big round. Stefan Diggs, you know, his touchdown number, it was the yards that was like crazy because he had 1,500 yards last year. The touchdowns weren't really out of the ordinary for his career. He only had eight. Yeah, he only had eight, eight touchdowns last year. You know, ever since he, you know, broke out in 2017, like – He's been hovering around like eight, nine. You know, he had six in, 20, in 2019. But um, yeah, I think that I understand, kind of. I can see your thought process. I don't agree with it, but I can see your thought process. We don't have to agree. That's the that's the great thing about America. You can, well, dis- I mean, that's you can disagree and have your own personal opinions on things. And you'll be okay at the end of the day. Yes. We have some slight breaking news that might end up turning into nothing. Oh? The Buffalo Sabres GM, Kevin Adams, will speak today at 4 o'clock. Speak to the media today at 4 o'clock. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone, please focus on controlled breathing. The oxygen masks will be dropping soon. Please put on your own oxygen mask before assisting others with their own oxygen masks. Jack, I won't be coming to the Rangers. Thank you very much. Oh my God, Adam! Imagine if Kevin Adams just says, "Yeah, we traded Jack Eichel to the Rangers." <sighs> I would forgive Chris Drury for everything. I, I, I think I would forgive Chris Drury for everything. Well, listen, you. He- He's probably not, this is not going to be like Brian Burke coming out to say we just made a huge trade for Dion Phaneuf. This is probably him talking about like free agency and stuff. Probably, probably. Well, him hoping to talk about free agency when really he's going to be peppered with questions about Jack Eagle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he is going to be absolutely slaughtered about questions about Eichel for an hour. Don't you want to talk about our new starting goaltender, Aaron Dell? Yeah. Oh yeah, and not how we let our French, our potential franchise goalie, leave to go to the, to our division rivals, and also Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anywho, my my second guy is Tyler Lockett. Duh, duh. Yeah, that's an easy one. Duh, easy one. I don't like him. I don't like nope. him. I agree. I like that one. All right. Can't can't get behind a guy who a third of his touchdowns came in four games last year. It's true. Okay. Tight ends. I'm going to give you the floor because I know that you have something very important to say and emphasize. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to be this guy that sounds repetitive. I hate to be this guy that comes off as a 
Debbie Downer. And I hate to be the guy that comes on and sounds very, very aggressive when really I'm just, I'm, an, I'm a nice boy. I'm a very, very nice boy. But if you draft Kyle Pitts as the fourth tight end off of your board, you are asking for disappointment. Kyle Pitts. I'm not drafting Kyle Pitts at all. He's a rookie tight end. He's going to need time to settle. And this is where I'm going to use the crutch. This, this is where it all comes out. He's the fourth tight end being taken off the board. What are we doing? Well, He's a rookie. As the fourth tight end off the board. How, like, how can you say you like Pitts, but then also say you love Ridley? It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. Why? How? Who? Where? What? Yeah, it's all of them. That's all the W's. And the H. I, yeah, I, I mean, where he's going, I wouldn't. Sorry, that was just the sound of my head banging off the microphone. I apologize. I just don't, yeah, I don't like where he's going because you can say all you want. Oh, if Kyle Pitts is there in the eighth round or the 10th round or the, or whatever, then I'll take him. But the guy's not going to be there. He's not going to be there. You're not going to have the opportunity. It wouldn't matter. Make that decision. It wouldn't matter if he was there in the tenth round. I wouldn't take him. If he was there in the tenth round for me, I would take him. But he's not going to be there. Well, you you don't have a uh, a hate seething hateful relationship with uh, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. What does the University of Florida ever do to you? Oh, where do you want me to begin? That national championship was ten. It was like fifteen years ago. Forget about it. You won. it, It. it gave us Percy Harvin. Fuck Percy Harvin. Debatably, Ohio State shouldn't have even won that national championship. Disgraceful. I don't want to hear it. Anyway. Absolutely shocking, abhorrent, and disgusting. Blown calls. Um, anyhow. Pick a finger, Adam. <laughs> um. God, I don't want to say fucking New England because fuck New England. Of course you do. Just New England, New England or the Giants. Just either Johnny or Hunter Henry or Evan Ingram. Not a fan. Oh, that's not controversial enough. Fine. Travis Kelsey. No. <laughs> No, too controversial. No, um, you would have stole uh, mine. Shit. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, <laughs> you, want a, you want a real one, like yeah. a like a real real one? Yeah. I feel really weird about that. Hmm. Adam, better I say my guy. I, I might. Do you not like Dallas Goddard? Okay, no, it's not Dallas Goddard. It's more of like a. You know what? Screw it. They're better. They're good tight ends out there. That I won't, I don't think I'm gonna be in an opportunity where I'm gonna be able to draft him. Dallas. I, I don't know. I'll just say it. You're, you're making just me nervous. It. I'll just fuck it. Dallas Goddard. Okay. No, I understand. I understand. He's a Philadelphia Eagle. The newly blonde Zach Ertz is still there. He's blonde now. Yeah, he's blonde now. No. Yeah. No, I, I thought he was always blonde. Fast all day. 
But um, yeah, he, he arrived at practice and he's blonde. No. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Oh my lord. Yep. Blondes really do have more fun. Shit. Yo, that's a look. I gotta say, he. Mmm. Mmm. I've seen worse looking people with blonde hair. I completely agree, and he is not one of them. That's not a bad look. That's not a bad look for him. He pulls it off. It's funny because it's the same. It's his wife, Julie, or yeah. his sister. No, it's his wife, Julie Arts. She plays. Julie for, she I know plays she plays for the U.S. Women's. Yeah, it's his wife. Yeah, she was Julie Johnson. Yeah, it's like this. Literally the same color, the same shade of blonde as his wife's hair. Maybe, maybe they use the same hair dye at the salon. I don't know. All right, Adam, you want me to annoy people one last time? Yes. George Kittle. George Kittle? Well, that's yeah. that. Okay. I think people have actually cooled down on George Kittle a lot. Uh, just kidding. Travis Kelsey. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm kidding. It's George Kittle. Okay. I'm kidding. It's Kittle. Um, yeah. I mean, he just has massive injury concerns. We've highlighted the fact that he has not had more than five touchdowns in a season yet in his career. Which is actually pretty crazy when you think about it. Yeah. And he's he's two years removed. From his last truly great season. So why am I still drafting him this high? And he's probably better if Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. But if it's going to be Trey Lance, I don't know what George Kittle has in store. George Kittle basically breaks the, was it the third rule of fantasy football? The second rule of fantasy football? You're drafting George Kittle at his ceiling. Oh, I thought you were going to say minim- minimizing risk. Oh, well, he breaks a lot of the rules of fantasy football. He does. That's true. But no, the, the first rule is minimizing risk. Yeah. I that is he, rule one. Yes. Uh, the, the second rule is value, value, value. Or no, it's volume, volume, volume. That's the second rule. Yeah. The, the third rule is draft players at their floor and not at their ceiling. Correct. So... Adam, Adam, soon enough, we'll collaborate on on the Fantasy Football Bible. The Ten Commandments. Release it to the public. The Ten Commandments of Fantasy Football. Available wherever you get your e-books. Soon. Soon. Very soon. Yeah, George Kittle, I'm not taking him. He's being drafted right now at the end of the third round. That is insanely rich. I'm not a fan. No, I'm not either. All right. Um, is that, all, is that all we got here? Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bird, what do we have on tap for next week? Uh, next week we are going to be doing another mailbag. Fantastic, because we do have way more questions that are full of um, would you rather's and rankums and, and and things like that. So, figure you know we're getting close to the season, so. You know, we'll probably do mailbag next week and then we'll do another mailbag as we get closer to the end of August, September. So because before you know it, we'll be doing 
two live drafts on the on the podcast because we have a live draft on the 24th so we are just at five weeks away from our first live draft that we're doing here that's the co-owned team between adam and i and then on the second is when we have a second live draft so we'll be uh, we'll be getting you ready for uh, for those and then before we know it, it's gonna be preview week one time yep very exciting stuff all right, for my co-host Ed Burritzall, I am Adam Castor, and we will talk to you next time on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bye-bye.